Hi, and welcome once again to What's the Damage? Companion shows the incredibly well-known and popular D&D, uh, real play D&D show role for damage. It's been a while, but we are now back. Our holiday break is over. Your holiday break is probably also over. I'm sure we're all very sad to be back at work, but we're not sad to be streaming live at you, our lovely viewers, on this uh, lovely Tuesday night. It's rainy where I am. Hopefully it's less rainy where you are. Blue. So <laughs> to backtrack a little bit to last week, um, when we got back into the swing of things with the Shields of Twilight, who started off um, the new year by fighting some extremely gross uh, undead baby things. Sinric finally got his wings. Everyone got almost blown up, a little bit blown up. There was an explosion of some sort. There was much discussion as to what the fuck everything meant. Um, somebody just slammed their door. <laughs> Viewers, we are alive to my apartment. Someone outside is being loud. Okay. Um, yeah, I will be talking about all the events of Friday, today, on Tuesday. But then a little bit later, we're going to be talking about villains, antagonists, and BBEGs, aka everyone's second favorite type of NPC. The first favorite, of course, being that one shopkeeper the DM named Pickles, because they couldn't think of a name fast enough. Love you, Pickles. As always, stick around after the stream for links and resources, brand new ones, since um, a whole heck of a lot has happened since we last spoke. I'm your host, Truth Fenson, and this is What's the Damage? Welcome back. Joining me today are two of our wonderful players. We have Tick. We In have Tick. <laughs> we have um, a cameo by my neighbor's door. We have Tick, who plays Sinric, um, our favorite barbarian. And we have Khalil, who plays Baltaim, our favorite warlock. You guys had some fun. Um, but first, I want to ask, how was your holiday break? Were you champing at the bit to get back to D&D? It's nice to have some time off. What, what time off? What What do we do? How, how, how do I How do I D and D? How's that? How we How How, I do how, this? how play? I mean, you 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 how put dice. the thing in the tower and you let I, it fall. I let dice sure? numbers right. Oh, math. Good math. lord. Thinking math rocks. <laughs> 
That was good. I didn't have much of a break. I had to work the pretty much the whole time. Uh, I had a little bit of a break, but I was like also working both weeks. But I had like two, three day weekends in a row, so that was nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, so you guys got some gross undead baby things. Uh, what's the damage? Um, I mean, I think that's about it. I mean, we got assaulted by floating dead babies that like turned to ash and. Yeah, you don't see that every day. Oh, you in fact do not see that every day. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're always trained that you know you shouldn't hit babies. No, 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 not in video games. Like every, like all in video, like video games and like tabletop games, you hit children like religiously. Like that's like the thing you do. That's well, you just have no to questions. channel your inner South Park and you know play kick the baby on this yeah. last episode. Baby, babies and children in any type of like media are always just evil. So no, that's just no. You you don't give children chances in like like video. Games, like, oh. <laughs> no. uh, life advice from Khalil: Children are always evil. Are evil, yeah. Children always evil. evil. Universally, always children at the core. Never. I can't think of a good child example <laughs> anyway um yeah so just before we went on break you guys were confronted by um a mysterious figure before the babies this was before the babies um who taunted you and heavily implied that they had done something nasty to dobby's soul your dead friend um yeah so your characters were probably the closest to the late lamented dobby ponds so what was that like for spinning ball just to hear that? That was uh that was rough for the character uh, for the, the player Khalil because the player Khalil was just like, I want to fucking shoot this asshole so badly <laughs> because like like I'm impulsive and like like mm-hmm. it's just like oh you're you're rubbing this in my in my face and like I'm like but with Balta you can do this I don't know <laughs> like I was trying to. Cause like I knew it was like this is probably not a good idea for him to continue to be here. I would not want to fight this person that I mean we don't know for sure or not, but this star is here and there's like three like fucking exoteric alien babies and he's just like, Yeah, they're chill. And so I'm like, I don't know if I, I want him to be here, but like I was like, I wanna shoot you in the face, dude. It was just so hard for me to 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 not do that I mean to to not do that and so that was difficult but I was just like I'm just gonna bite my tongue and not do anything unless someone else does something stupid then I will be on board for the stupidity it was definitely a fight stack that we weren't going to win if we uh, attacked that guy (laughs) no it was not so it's like like a later in the campaign fight (laughs) if we actually do fight I mean it could be one of those situations um it, it, yeah the whole soul eating caught me off guard because me as a player honestly thought we would probably end up seeing like evil dobby down the road as like a future fight and then to hear you know soul eating it's like you know part of me was kind of disappointed we didn't see evil dobby down the road for a fight but you know it is what it is there's opportunities who knows true true i mean the guy could have just been saying that yeah yeah so I, he I think he ate that was, all of it. He could have just had an appetizer. You know, he had like the, 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 the first like 20, 22 years, you know, had the first couple of, you know, days. Yeah, the baby days, you know. 
a dainty nibble of yeah. your friend's soul. Yeah. And then the rest of it is, yeah. Because I, I think that would be a much better, like, party mess-up situation. I was honestly I... expecting one of the less closer characters to be insulted because, like, I was expecting, like, Quinn or Oriana to just, like, do something stupid on all honesty because I think um, for Oriana especially, she has, like, this guilt, I feel like, or, like, this... Um, not guilt necessarily, but like she has like a, she has a bad feeling about like the way she left things off, not being able to like come to understanding mm -hmm. the person as Dobby. And so I, I honestly thought one of them would have done something like just stupid. And again, if they did something stupid, I was like, I, the character we're, player, we're was it. like, oh, this is dumb. We probably shouldn't do this. But like, Walt was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. Stupid <laughs> stuff, let's do it. I'm all for it. Kill's like, yeah. I mean, I PPK think in the middle of the session. <laughs> probably would stretch till the end, you know? <laughs> a nice way to start the new year, new new year, new party. Um, exactly. I think, I think didn't Oriana try to stop him from teleporting away though? Oh yeah, she like, did that, try to do that. That didn't work because yeah. mechanically it was that, like, was that was the like, mm, <laughs> I don't know if I wanted to be here tomorrow. I'm like, I don't think you should do that. Uh, luckily he was not in range. Yeah, the fact that the guy was just so dismissive and just had the air of confidence with him, um, it, it was just one of those situations where it's like, we've already ran into that where Perry was very, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Concentrational? No, not rash, uh, but ra yeah, I guess I'll just Irrational? say rash. Yeah, that, um, attacking Liz. Mm-hmm. And, and right. you know, look at how that turned out for us. Right. I mean, we're yeah. all taken out in what, like two or three rounds? Yeah, I think me or Campion was like the last two or last ones. Yeah. So it's like one of those where it's like, mm, you know. Let's think maybe, before we shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a pause here. Yeah. I mean, this guy obviously wasn't hostile towards us. Right. It could be something there. At least. Yeah. Yeah, you know. We take those. We take those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We just had to fight some dead babies. Yeah. And deal with the explosion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> How did that awesome. taste? Yeah, so um, we've heard what how you two um, felt about that. I kind of want to get a little bit of a glimpse into your characters as well. Um, if they had like any kind of emotional reaction to this. Also, um, Tick, now that you've mentioned it, I also desperately want Evil Dobby. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> it had not previously occurred to me, but now I think that's the coolest now, idea. The question is, would Evil Dobby just be good Dobby? Who's to say Dobby with us was not Dobby Evil Dobby? Was... Oh wait, you're right, because he was like neutral, right? Yeah, so what's the opposite? Could be good, you know? <laughs> Make it go either way. Yeah. Like either it's like lawful good Dobby or like chaotic evil Dobby. Um, yeah, I think uh Baltim, like emotionally, he was like he I don't I think now thinking about it, he um he understood this was to get a rise out of people who were emotional. I think he like I like yeah, I think this was to get a rise out of probably Quinn or Perry, uh the more emotional-ish people like led by their emotion people in our group, uh, perhaps Cynric, um, but it seems like Cynric is um, 
he's emotional in like one sense, but he's also like wise behind his years in a, in a sort of sense. Like, it it did have a reaction, and um, I, I mean that should come out, and I, I guess depends on how much downtime we have in the next mm-hmm. couple of sessions. Yeah, that should come out. Yeah, I think I think because we're just immediately just happened, even though we've had like a couple of weeks to like digest it as players, our characters haven't necessarily had time to digest it. I think I team definitely took note of it and was like that is something he's not going to forget that was said or was like that has been done um and is not not going to sit well with him at all and yeah wait how long has it been in game time since you guys lost Javi? a couple weeks i think it's I, been a couple weeks yeah maybe it has to be about two at least two i want to say three it was in the desert when we lost them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, with the wormy things. Oh, so that's yeah. actually very fresh still. Yeah. So, and then we've been to like the temple and like uh, the hunt hunt thing. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. probably been three weeks or so. Cool beans. Okay, so tell me about the baby fight. Children are evil. These children were also disgusting and deeply disturbing. Um, I assume none of your characters have ever seen anything like this out and out gross and weird and wrong and unnatural before. Have you? Sure, my characters look in a mirror before. <laughs> Sorry, that was uncomfortable. So like, he turns his shirt off. He's like, he's like, I have to work out. He's like, this is gross. I need to work out. But seriously, no, no, haven't seen anything like that before. Uh, no, the only thing like the closest thing would be like the undead for Baltim, like skeletons and stuff like that. He's brain in the anything. jar. Yeah, or yeah, the brain jar and stuff like. That. But yeah, nothing like this, like weird, like extraterrestrial, like foreign thing like this. No. Not to mention they were also like large. They were huge. Yeah. yeah. Comparatively. Giant gross babies. But it's okay, I got the fly, so I was happy. That was yeah. <laughs> that was very fun. So why don't you actually tell me a bit about you experiencing the joys of flight? Um, how long have you had that flying potion? Because I did not remember that was in your inventory. I don't remember when we got I it. Picked it up. Yeah, I, I think, think it was it with the, the merchants. Was oh it? no, no. Was it? I, just I, I don't think we stole anything from we didn't still, no 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 we we so, bought this potion yeah I, i've had or it we for a given while this potion. but yeah we've had it for i think because i i did threaten to use it with the merchant situation if it went south i was just going to fly away from you guys right. had <laughs> but it, it didn't go that far south I mean, it didn't go that far south did it not i mean it you was guys, still a net game fine. yeah I mean, it was, yeah, it was still a net gain for, you know, for you. most of everyone involved. <laughs> mm, okay. I mean, the city got more members of the Desert Rose. No, it was just NPCs who died. We don't care about NPCs. I mean, it was just, you know, the merchants. <laughs> yeah, they're not real people. Yeah. The ones that were left alive now know not to steal things or else they die. At least from us. It's a win-win. It's a city. They have to steal stuff. Hey, you know. Oh, amazing. Yeah, but tell me about being in flight and fighting. Like, how did that affect sort of your strategy as a player and Um, a character? 
see, I didn't really think about it all that much. I mean, mm. flying would have been kind of with Cynric's past as far as being on water. I mean, you're kind of used to that motion, but not in water. So, I mean, like I said, I really didn't think about it too much as far as like, okay, um, this is the joy of flying. I mean, it was probably like an ends to a means or a means mm -hmm. to an end. I, I can't talk. Words yeah. are hard. Um, but yeah, seeing as how they were in the air, I mean, it was just like, oh, I have this. This this will help. Because my, my other strategy I had in mind was to try and hit them with a grapple hook and pull them down. Also could have been interesting. That's a very, very upset pragmatic. by it. flying. Very upset by it. Why? I, What's funny is you actually I could not. You can also get a flying costume if you want. I, I know, but I was just like, man, I wish I mm -hmm. had not picked fucking spider climb and picked fly instead. That would have been more useful. You also yeah. have a range option. Right now, yeah, I, really I did. I did. No That's why I was like, it wasn't too bad. I had, I, at least I could Eldritch Blast. So I was like, I could be doing so much more damage to my sword. Fuck. I need, I need <laughs> like a fly. repeating javelin or something. Yeah. Hey. Um, although actually Baltaim being um being what you are actually came kind of in clutch because you really could use that resistance to necrotic damage because you did get blown up a little. I don't recall. When did that happen? <laughs> when did I get blown up? You know, just kind of like in the middle of it. It wasn't a big deal or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it just, you know, took half your health. Yeah, no. nobody nobody even noticed. <laughs> wait, yeah. did it take like almost all of your health? Uh, if I had... Oh, wait, no, no, you had like... If I had, uh, if I had no, uh, if I had no, uh, if I wasn't a fault Asmar, mm -hmm. um, I would have taken uh, 60 points of, dam of necrotic damage and I had like 59 right. at that point. Uh, but luckily... <laughs> I got half of it because I <laughs> failed to save and then I was resistant necrotic. So awesome. Um, yeah, so did you just not notice the pulsing or yeah, but like okay, in my curiosity, mind, defend yourself. Okay, I'm gonna defend myself here. In my mind, this rock is some cool shit. You know, there's something cool about this rock, you know. It's pulsing to release its cool coolness, you know, it's gonna like pulse and it's gonna have something cool like break open the egg part is maybe like a sword or something you know what i mean or like some like jewels uh -huh. you know i wasn't like i mean yeah if you like oh a bomb it's pulsing sure i mean okay that's the normal way of things doing it but then i was thinking it's gonna be some like cool like star metal or star metal or that's okay and honestly i thought it was gonna be star metal i just was like i need this rock to be here because like we're gonna save this rock and like 100 episodes down the line we're gonna make some sword in the middle of a volcano with this metal that we like this ore that we got in, in this from this rock and it's gonna be awesome and use that to slay evil and dobby slay evil dobby <laughs> in this this douchebag that was like i hate dobby okay no i i accept that that's valid expect the unexpected like um star metal yeah yeah i mean it <laughs> might be dobby. useful later on i mean mm -hmm. we'll find out i have some of it Right, because you uh, did you get some of the rock, or did you get some of like the crater? The crater, the, crater. the black yeah, stuff, the black void, black stone, glass stuff. Yeah, that. We're, Hopefully, we're there's really no long term. We're really eloquent on this show. Like, <laughs> we we all have like 
have like master's degree in classics and literature, you know. Our, our, uh, our writers are not on, uh, not off break. That's the, the secret, guys. <laughs> yeah, our writers are still on vacation. The writers are still on break, yeah. Yep, there it is. That's what it is. There we go, blame the writers. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about what happened after the battle. Um, so like, sort of the episode was in two chunks. There was fighting babies and there was talking about fighting babies. Um, so you guys um, sort of checked in with your patrons just to tell them what had happened um, and you know give them an update and stuff. But I, I know something which was that you were sort of told that this was your problem to fix because people were a bit dizzy. Um, and I thought that kind of tied into what had happened a few uh, episodes ago when Lex like took back her communicator and was like, I'm gonna push you guys out of the nest. And I don't remember if I asked you two about this before, but I kind of wanted to get um, Baltaim's and Sinric's viewpoints on like becoming more independent as a party, sort of like striving off on your own and not relying on people. I mean, it, it, at the conclusion of this fight, I mean, this was me kind of going back to like, digging back into my head going more into like soldier roots where it's like mm -hmm. we don't understand this let's vacate the area regroup and then the whole reporting to you know Aaron in my opinion being the most qualified because we're not qualified to take down this messenger um they're clearly stronger than we are and they're working on this just as well so it's better to at least report findings that we know and you know now everyone's on the same page regardless of who's responsible for what i mean if we all have the same mm -hmm. information you know that that's that's why you know the foot soldier reports to the superiors yeah Valid. i I, th I i agree with him in that sense uh, i think baltine there no, there was no issue with, uh, with reporting fair because this is something they have previously dealt with or had some we don't know the exact story of how they done it before but uh this this the person who was sent to us seemed more of like on their level than on our level so it was like do you have any information on this and like what is this like is this new has this happened before or we did some special special circumstance with us um and he like you like you know report also like because we, we need to know the more information you have the better information we have and stuff like mm -hmm. that uh Baltine has not really been a fan of like relying on others to do things that he sees in his view like we could have done in some sense of our own or perhaps uh without getting in debt with someone like um it seemed like we were it was like we were being not being uh we were on like baby leashes i sense in a sense like we were putting leashes on ourselves like training wheels yeah training wheels yeah. on ourselves we were trying to uh if we have this this Oh, like mommy and daddy are here in our minds. We'll always just resort to mommy and daddy. But he's like, but in his mind, like, if we could deal with this in our own way, then like that's the first option we could take is try to deal with this in our own way. Uh, and then if all fails, after we fail, though, that's the point. Like, we didn't even give our chances the opportunity to fail and learn, and then either regroup or understand that oh, we failed. We can't do it. We can't do this, or this is not possible with help or assistance, then 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 that's what the issue would he had with uh, always contacting Lex or Aaron or getting in debt with uh, um, those cast of characters. Intro people, yeah. 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 
I mean, me as a player, it's funny to call Lex for things. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Me as a player, it's, it's funny hilarious. to call Lex for things as well. But that's uh, Mama Lex. player. No. Just because she's volatile. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's helpful, but volatile. Well, she hasn't so shot like, you yet. So. Well, not yet. Not yet. That we know of. She may have missed when on purpose. <laughs> I mean, the only people she's like consistently called dumb fucks is like Oriana and like Quinn or Dobby or no Dobby and Dobby I, and Oriana. I, I think she's called all of us at some point. Yeah, yeah, collectively as a group. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. She's like, right. not like, she's she's not like Cynric, like, you're just dumb as shit. <laughs> like, Valtteri, you're just dumb as shit. Like, no, or God, <laughs> like, you're a dumb fuck. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, she calls it like she sees it. Yeah. yeah hey, Valtteri, wrong with that. Yeah, Valtteri likes, like, honest, like, brutally honest. Like, he, like, he, like, he doesn't want to be, like, misconstrued. Like, he doesn't want misconstrued, like, construing of things. <laughs> just like, Hey, tell me how you see it. If I see something differently, that's cool. But you know, hey. collectively we have been pretty dumb. Oh yeah, no, for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been very fun from the outside. Just watching, like, oh guys, <laughs> oh y'all. I mean, wonderful. We are getting better. I'll say that. I yeah, mean, even this last episode, definitely growth. very better. I'm not, I don't want to like criticize you guys. Um, I've been very much enjoying um, seeing just you guys bumble around and occasionally do things right, sometimes do things wrong. And that's part of a story, like making mistakes, fixing those yeah. mistakes, making more mistakes while fixing the first mistakes, you know, like life. Exactly. It's, it's trial by fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if trial. we fail, we get our soul eaten yeah. by the reject member of KISS. Yeah. <laughs> you know That's what? This, this one was too cool for Kiss. Okay, they rejected Kiss. <laughs> That's fair. I'll agree to disagree. That's what they tell people, <laughs> at least. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um. So during the whole post battle, um, post mortem, I guess the post battle, post mortem, post. I'm trying to make a dead baby joke, but I can't come up with Oops. it. Um, if you can, if you come up with a good dead baby joke, so fan here, please put it in the chat. Um, so in the postmortem, you guys slaughtering. Yes, in the postpartum, it's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you come up with some very interesting um, ideas as to what the fuck was up with the rock and the babies and the. Uh, the kiss reject and the general bad vibes of the place including the including theories such as the meteor might be some kind of egg or yeah that was fun um i was hoping i really was why why would you hope that (laughs) because it would be like really creepy and it would fit the vibe of everything Uh, going on but I like as a player, sure. But I don't. I'll see no one talking about that. And then I had the idea that you know, oh, maybe this was the spaceship that you know the flumps came in on, and you know that that, see, that made a cool. lot of sense. Well, that cool. That that was more me wishful thinking too. I mean, okay. Beltane wants um, star metal. Sinric wants a nice big omelet. Um, so, do you guys feel like you're getting? closer to like kind of uncovering the mysteries of what the heck our students even up to is this a puzzle piece is just this just like a little incident that i feel like this is an hors d'oeuvre an hors d'oeuvre i mean that's yeah 
I think, I don't know. I think it's more simple. Like, I think it's just like, yeah, he like, like, I think it's like, we've already been like, I think we already know what he like kind of wants. We might not know the details or like how he wants to do it, but like he just wants to break the shackles to become here, you know, he wants to be be here. Like, I feel like it's, it's like simple, but it's like, it's like one of those things, like it's so simple. It's like, how can you fuck yourself up by thinking something else because it's not at all what you think. And it's like, oh, you're like, t- like, like, I mean, it would make sense for uh, Therizian. Like he's like making you like, so like anxiety and like so much, like despair that you're like there's so many ways you can fuck us up and it's like no bro i just want to be here like you're just like you're over here running all this like bullshit. and you're like you're tripping you're yourself out he just wants to come enjoy like a spot of tea with us you know yeah. shows up, he just throws a and all that, you know? that's it then he goes home yeah he's he not <laughs> he wants to hang out okay he just wants to come and like have a little vacation it's just you know misunderstood that's all yeah I mean, it would fit with the overall theme of how gods have been treated in this game yeah we, we are being kind of curtailed to like a gray area yeah i don't okay i'm just gonna i don't know about this one though <laughs> <laughs> seems a little bit little tad bit evil just you know my oh, my no. point of view just a I little mean, bit he's locked up i mean is it that evil to want to be free it is when you want to destroy the other part. And, you know, he might not want to destroy everything. And he might be like, hey, bro, like, I'm just trying to chill. I'm on I'm on winter break. I just want to come out, have some tea. I'll go back after this. We might be cool with that. Just don't put the chains in, you know, otherwise yeah. it's kind of cozy. Yeah, it might be cool with that. I love it. You're going to defeat Thar's Doom by giving him a nice cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. You never know. It could work. This is true. D&D is scientifically the weirdest game there is. Um, Anyway, it's real science, guys. Um, Right. So I think with that, uh, that's actually a pretty good segue into our topic for the day, which is bad guys. Yay. Yeah, so, okay, so we're going to talk about villains, antagonists, um, big bads, BBEGs, whatever you want to call them. So my first question for you two is, what makes a good D&D villain? In the broadest possible sense. Expand on that. Like, the way I see it, if you play a D&D game and, like, the D&D, or the DM, like, says, all right, this player, pull him aside, all right, you're part of the group, but you're secretly, like, the big bad evil guy except the dm does that to every single player i'm down for that (laughs) that would be like the ultimate big bad evil guy (laughs) because it's like like, everyone's fighting to be who's the most evil evil. but to pretend to be not evil so they're all just like oh that would be so fun for like a short game like you just spend the whole time libra yeah be among us Oh yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. You know, Marcus, so you only have two villains. This no, but it's everyone's an imposter. Yeah, yeah imposter. exactly. But no one else knows that everyone's. Yeah, an yeah, I'm down for that. That's so cool. <laughs> Maybe for Halloween we can do that next year. Next Halloween game. Just, just, just all imposter. Demon. Would have to be all like next <laughs> Halloween. That way we all forget about it. Yeah. Okay, we'll put, we'll put it up. We'll make a note of it somewhere. Interesting. I think. I think. Um, I think just a, a, like in general, like arrogance makes a good uh, bad guy. Like 
like your bad guy has to like believe so like so deeply in their character like their core that they are the right like in the right Mm-hmm. for most for most like it, it depends on like the like the shade of villain you're trying to go because there's like the like the comic book villain like oh like i'm so evil but like like a good like some like the most good villains like i'm evil because you see me as evil and my point of view you're evil or you're wrong it's not even like good or evil it's like no you're just wrong you don't see like what i see you don't see the world in my in this in this view and like the arrogance to have that like you are right it's like a like a good point, like a point for a good villain. I feel. So you like villains who are the heroes of their own stories. Yeah, because what well, just makes it a little bit more believable, and it's more it's it's more like you can't have like the like the well, I'm gonna talk to you for hours about your philosophy <laughs> and like tell you why your philosophy is wrong because like no, I believe like like they believe it, so it's like you can't really like dispersuade them to like disbelieve their own point of view. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's kind of even more border you know still bordering on like that gray area even that we're exploring you know with, with some of these stories um i mean i kind of like the idea of a villain that used to be like the hero on a story yeah um where, where you see like the i i don't want to say i i guess i'll say the evolution of the character because the character is technically evolving but to see their point of view shift from one kind of line on the aspect to another and you know have the ability to question it's like are they right are they wrong i mean stuff like that if it makes you think i think it's got qualities of a good villain i do i have always thought it was really cool when like you can when like a villain has a coherent position that you can understand yeah like if you don't really agree with it you can see why they think that i've always thought that's really interesting yeah I, I also um, think like a villain should probably specialize in something like, I mean, in the sense of D and D, like a villain should be definitely like above all else, either, you know, like charismatic, intelligent, they should have like something that they kind of like specialize in that kind of sets them at the top of their field. I mean, it's like that way they have a weakness. They could be taken down in some form, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they also have that strength that has brought them to where they're at. Nice. Okay. Um. So obviously, like in the source books, there are quite a few like different villains from different modules, from um just like the general flavor of the books. Do you have like any um favorite canon evil characters from like the D and D universe? Uh, why I mean, to me? I, I, my my favorite evil person. I, it's not even like a bad villain or a good villain, I should say, but it's um one of the villains in the uh what is it the Lost Minds of Fendelver module yeah. that first bugbear you come to just because it's so brutal of a fight and the fact that it's like a beginner's module and mm-hmm. this villain can straight up like kill you in one hit. And it's just kind of funny. It's just one of the characters that's responsible for the most player deaths in D anD. d Oh man! Oh, that bugbear! I've never played Minds of Thondal. Yeah, it's like a level one through five. Um, yeah, I'm familiar. Campaign. Yeah. And I think it's like you, you go into that fight at like level two, and it's a bugbear that can like do as much as your health at that level. I'm having like Love an existential it. crisis right now. <laughs> Why? To, I'm trying to run through like the like the books and like think of like the big bad heel guys in those books i mean I'm like 
Even oh, going to the books. No, no. Um, the Drow. Who's the Drow guy? The Jaraxel. Uh, Dritz or Jaraxel. Jaraxel. He's a cool guy. I see. I don't think he would be a villain. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. He's he, he was more of a merce. Yeah, yeah he, it, he was a mercenary at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's just hard. Kinda, it's yeah. hard because that that whole like thing is like it's like Xanthar's the villain, right? I guess. Um, hmm. I, I would say like in those stories, like uh, what's her name? Burn Matron Burn or whatever her name was. Um, she was definitely like e- even um the high priestesses under her. When I was reading those, I'm like. Who crap, these are scary people. <laughs> nice. Other than that, I guess uh Demogorgon's pretty cool and the abyss thing, right? But you don't uh, really you're not really supposed to fight Demogorgon, right? You like you shouldn't can. do that. You can. You can, but it's like heavily advised like not to fight him, right? So I guess that's kind of cool. Or he's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as far as like pre-made stuff, Tiamat has always been cool, but then again, I've always been a fan of like dragon stuff. Yeah. Um, so you know that kind of sticks out to me although I, I would consider her probably more of like a hydra than a dragon um the uh the vanessa uh, Val- valandra shadow mantle in like one of the books or like in the books she's like a she's a an elf like she's the elf like she's a lich but it's like the elven version of a lich oh a Balnorn. yeah yeah uh yeah. she's pretty cool she's like a arcane uh like brotherhood like villain uh she's pretty cool I think, um, yeah, even going to the books, like the uh, the Salvatore line, the best villain, um, what's uh, Dritz's rival, um, Artemis Centrary, the the rogue? Because, I mean, that was just a character that, like, straight up instilled fear, like, even reading, you know, a teen book on how he approached situations. So, you know, like, methodical and, yeah, it's just, yeah. Cool, of course, cool there's one guy. really big bad villain that no one's mentioned yet that I think is like top of the line. Who? Strahd. Well, Strahd's so sexy though. Is he <laughs> a villain? But that's like you know, <laughs> epitome oh, charismatic like vampire. I mean. I'll yeah, say though, Strahd's just Dracula. Strahd's just Dracula though. But it's got that horror appeal to it. I mean, it really does. It's like you, you yeah. get the sense of like helplessness right from the get-go. Yeah. This charismatic person, you know, it, it just runs then, rings around you. Yeah, you know, it, you also get that sense of like when you actually read like the character history okay. and stuff. I would like to argue. I would like to argue that everyone else in that book is a villain. Strahd's not a villain. Strahd's just misunderstood. I mean, Yourself. you kind of have a point. Like, like, these, like we, like, Strahd's background is like his, like his brother has betrayed him. Like, yeah, it, no, it isn't. He's, he betrayed his brother. Or he's on a quest to him? find his real no. brother's his love. Yeah, his, no, his, they he, fell in love with the same lady. Oh and no, yeah, his, his brother yeah, his, was gonna marry his brother, but in his in his mind though, in his mind that's betrayed because he fell in love with with Tatiana though. You know what I mean? Like his brain though yeah i but like you know the yeah. the 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 uh, perception I, can be a thing yeah i know i because like i've i've read um curse of Strahd, obviously i think in the book he's a little flat as a villain to be honest yeah see i, yeah. I didn't read the book i went through most of the campaign mm-hmm. i mean it's been a while since I read the book, but 
Yeah, but obviously sexy vampires are the uh, classic villain, or one of the classic villains. Not necessarily for D and D, but in sparkle, general, they're okay. <laughs> yeah, what, what what if it was a really scary kind of sparkling though? You know, like just some weird eldritch glitter. Can sparkling be scary though. I mean, I mean, we did have some like <laughs> uh, void sparkle stuff from the guy that you know, like his that's clothes kind of had yeah, that. He did, yeah, he, yeah, that's true. I guess that can be scary. There you go. Yeah, it's like it's like glitter, but yeah. it hurts to look at. Hey, that's the first glitter scary. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm terrified of glitter. Have you ever tried combing <laughs> glitter out of a beard? That's true. Oh my god. Yeah. I've still got glitter in my carpet from taking down my Christmas tree, like, <laughs> and vacuumed so many times. Um, glitter is the real villain. Anyway, um, so as players, what makes, like, a big bad um, or even a small bad, like, fun to engage with and to come into conflict with, like, in the actual play? Oh, I love asshole villains. Like, I love villains that just, like, have something to say to you while they're fighting, fighting, fighting you. Like, a villain that's just, like, Oh, like that, like what, he, like the what the villain just did to us, like was like, oh yeah, I hope you enjoyed, like I I, I enjoyed eating Dobby's soul, like that's like good, like villainy when it's like, I have a quip for whatever you want to say to me or like how you like when we talk, when we talk, like we have like a rapport of like, oh fuck you, and we're like, oh fuck you too, buddy, you know, we're just like, we're just like this, this like back and forth, little banter, yeah, this yeah. banter going on with the villain, the, the characters, I love that. You feel justified when you kill him. Yeah. <laughs> And the villain's just like, eh, I do this because I'm evil. And it's like, I don't really want to talk to you. But I was like, oh, well, I guess I just killed him. Cool, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, it's pretty good as far as engagement. I mean, things that offer challenge are definitely good. Um, The taunting definitely is fun because, I mean, like I said, it gives you that justification to push forward. Drives you onward. You see that righteous fury. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Okay. um, So I want to now talk about like how we approach um, villains and big bads as DMs. So what goes into like designing um, like the main the main arch villain for a campaign if there is a single person who is who serves that role? Um. It's. It can be easy or difficult, depending, uh, mm-hmm. because um, uh, one just the, like the like the 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 like realism of like how long is this campaign going to last? How long are these players going to be here? Are these characters going to be here? Uh, so it's kind of uh, difficult difficult in that sense. If like you have like you know most games you know like level. Level 10 is like the, the cap for a lot of these games, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes they're not getting to this mid to late game. Um, so it's kind of hard to like plan for what's the villain going to be for uh, this like mid tier game. Um, but if you know you already have like a, um, like a, a, a bad guy in, in, in mind and you know these characters are going to be here, it's a bit easier. Um, it's uh, a little bit dependent on like you know the characters' backstories. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, there's you know some some characters might not have as much conflict in their their stories and stuff like that. So there might be like an arc big bad evil guy. Like this is tied to their their story. And like for this arc, there might be like a big bad evil guy 
and you have to deal with this, but it's like not necessarily related or even mm-hmm. has anything to do with like the overall story of Big Bad Evil Guy. And it's, so it could be in it, and, it, and that, could, that can be even kind of difficult too, because like if that that arc doesn't get wrapped up necessarily in uh, that evil guy or whatever it was like still out there, they can with like the way that it develops could eventually turn into like another arc. Big Bad Evil Guy be maybe be like oh like you could like oh it can make sense for him to be the ending of like the story because like he already has his rapport and he already has this this chapter with um, the group or the characters. And it's like, well, he could easily become the the, the new end game boss now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, kind of, it can be lucid um, at times, uh, depending on like the group and stuff like that, I would say. I mean, I kind of have to go back to my schooling roots and say that it's um, more or less like when you design something like that, it's a spider web, but not like a pristine, pretty spider web. Like oh. one that someone, you know, stuck their <laughs> finger through and you got some missing stuff going on. Because at the center of the story, you kind of have like your the villain you create, like the big bad evil guy from the idea. And then you have all these different threads that branch out to create like your sub arc. But at the end of the day, there's always a line back to trace everything back to the center. Um, I, I, I think that's kind of, you, you need some type of webbing to kind of bring mm-hmm. everything, you know, full circle, bring everything around. Otherwise it's like, you're running through and even video games kind of have this issue where they create like a side quest over in this area that makes absolutely no sense to what's going on with everything else and you kind of just do it because you're there which i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing but having those threads that kind of feed in you know gives it Mm -hmm. a fun you know kind of take when you do finally get to the center of that web and you're like oh crap this is what we've been doing foreshadowing yeah but i I think it's definitely you know probably built around that center even if you know quote unquote the first season might not show it but like that kind of like first arc leads up into what you're doing and then you start picking up those thread pieces um as to what's going on and by the end of you know the campaign you have everything kind of flushed out and built out hopefully or you could just get really lucky yeah, you could just stumble yeah. into it. <laughs> it looks the same from the outside. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the best thing about being a demon. Like you have mm-hmm. the power of literally hindsight. Like you can like like foreshadow in the future essentially. Like you can like, well, I can see now there like since things like because you can't you can't plan out like this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen. There's the players are so fucking like mm-hmm. like they do so many things that you don't expect. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but you can be like, oh, but I can see how this connects to this and I can foreshadow this to this like now. So, because you have the hindsight to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't know you guys were gonna do this, but like, I can take this piece and just like string it into like now what this this bad guy was gonna do. And it's like, oh, they were were in the city. They like, they saw you burn down the, the, the village church. And now they're like upset because you are the ones that burnt down their, their god's church like there's like you can like oh you can like just string it into another mm-hmm. thing because you have the power of hindsight and you can just uh even if it it wasn't like the first thought you had of that character it's like well now i just amend this little thing and just put it into this and now it's like it's a part of this character too and now it's more like lore for that character for one too it's like well now they have another 
loaded clip for the the, the, the players because of whatever X, Y, Z they did, even if it seemed like in the moment to them, oh, they didn't really, like, they were just like, oh, we're just, we're getting some gold for side quests and stuff, you know? Yeah, so you what can you're retroactively saying. go back and be like, this is my plan all along. Yeah, yeah. You, that's always just the deal. It's like, I've always been playing this for, like, years. It's like, uh, like 5D chess. Google Drive it was written, like, yesterday. It's like, <laughs> hold on, wait. <laughs> So what you're saying is all those merchants we murdered are actually going to come back and be like the horsemen of our demise at, you know, the final arc. They can try. Yeah, them and, <laughs> them and uh, Ghost Doggy are going to defeat the final boss. After, this comes after you defeat the artist, too. And like... The, 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 the closing note of this campaign is everyone will be pissed off from every city. Oh my god. Oh no, I have, I'm having a vision. Okay, so you guys like in the middle of the big field, like bloody and exhausted, having just defeated Thara's Dune. Then in the distance, you hear this rumble. It's an army of everyone you've ever made angry <laughs> here to kick your ass. You broke my store. Or you that ocean my flying again. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, the big bad's actually going to be everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so SDMs, do you guys have like, what's the funnest type of villain to play? Do you have like one that you default to using over and over again? Um, or like a certain style of villainry? The funnest one is the, the enemy that they do not know is the enemy. The enemy that is your friend. Is the, the charismatic one. one, more or less. Not even charismatic, just like, yeah. you like, they just, I mean, they have, they're necessarily going to be lying. It's just like, they are like, they're just like, well, they think you're you're allied with them and you don't realize that they are not who they seem to be. It's like your goals line up kind of currently. Yeah, for currently. And they might not tell you about what they like all their what they want to do or Plotting. all their they plan plotting to do, but it's like you've helped me do something in your mind and in my mind it's helping each other out, but we're diverging really in this you. path after yeah. this. Yeah. Kind of like the Bane situation. Yeah. See, I, I, I like villains that focus, like like I said earlier, kind of like the specialty thing. Like, I mean, I, I would like a villain that's either, you know, super strong, like you have that stereotypical um, like orc village where the leader is that super strong, you know, I, I'm, you know, the leader of this village because no one can best me in a fight. And, you know, stuff like that is a cool angle to play because, I mean, it, it is one dimensional, but it gives players like, a clear path to say all right i mean this guy obviously has weaknesses here but sometimes it's more fun for player you know players to play at the strength of a villain as opposed to a weakness so it kind of gives you know players that opportunity to feel whether it's stronger smarter you know more mm -hmm. charismatic more intelligent than you know it, it gives them that opportunity to feel like they're better than the villain in you know not not like well yeah it kind of has that sense but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think generally when you are designing like villains for the players to come up against, usually they will be significantly stronger than the player characters, at least individually, because, you know. Um, yeah, so I kind of wanted to ask about what goes into designing like a big boss mechanically. Um, like you were talking about having them have some kind of specialized specialization. Um, I think Khalil was too, and like them having some kind of weakness. So there's something interesting about them. Uh, mechanically wise or fight wise yeah i think um 
not necessarily, I don't know. I don't know if you necessarily should, like, at some point, should, like, at maybe at lower levels, have, like, a mechanic where, it's, like, there's a weakness to them because mm -hmm. it will give you, like, to, like to, to explore, like, other options of, like, dealing with just, like, just rolling damage, like, like there's a crystal or something like that, or something like at a lower, like a lower level, like, oh, there's a gem on his head. Like, if you break it, it might uh, send him to, like, where he can't cast spells or he just, he's, now he, he can't see or something like that, like, something like that. Uh, maybe not like higher levels uh, where there's a mechanically weakness to him. But like, also, like you know, gameplay wise, there's going to be a weakness to any type of um, like 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 class necessarily, or, like you know, fight or stat block. Um, mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, just something like where there's like there's um, something that's they're more like I don't know, like there's something to another like dimension of them like other than just fighting them other than just like 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 even like the layer mechanics would be cool like you know like maybe if you're in like a lich's layer or something like that you might want need to turn off some of the uh like magic jars to, for stopping from healing or like stuff like that like that would be that's cool um stuff like that like um that would be that's like a another like layer that i think like should be thought of because like if it's just like attack i attack attack you attack it's like well i mean you can just mechanically it's a little like, flat yeah. yeah a little flat yep i think having a way out is a good thing for a villain especially in lower yes. level encounters um and to have a reason for that villain to use that way out as opposed to the final encounter having a reason for that villain to not have a way out or to have a reason to stay into the fight yeah I will admit I, that's something I uh, like. I've learned. I've like learned over the years too. Like to like, like just because they're the like the last boss doesn't mean they should be the last boss. You know what I mean? Like they like uh uh if your like your boss is a smart person and they might not be smart, so they might not have a way out necessarily. I thought of one, but if like they're a fucking lich, there's like traps and shit. You did all the traps, but they don't have a exit to get out of their their castle if they were ever attacked by anything. No, they should probably just like. Yeah, peace out. I'm gone. See you, fuckers. And or, like, or they might, at low levels, I mean, they might even show themselves and even engage with you. And if you do, like, say, 50 points of damage, 100 points of damage based on your level, it activates, like, a threshold. It's like, you know, this is fun, but I'm Yeah, happy. but I gotta go, yeah. Bye, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I, I kind of picture something like that in, you know, yeah, I'm gonna go there, but uh, Overlord, uh, the anime, where um, the main character kind of masquerades using his weakest stats is, you know, pretending to be a fighter um, mm -hmm. for most of the show, whereas, you know, he's this, like, supreme magic caster uh, class. So, I mean, I, I picture, like, that would also make, you know, go into making a good villain where, you know, hey, this guy seems, like, really powerful. And then by the end of the campaign, he's like, ha by the way, that's just my weakest form. So, I mean, uh, stuff like that's kind of cool because it, it creates, like, a sense of helplessness and also opens up to, like, you know, future mm -hmm. arcs and stuff like that. So, I mean, a little bit of a Dragon Ball Z thing going on. Yeah, sort of, yeah. A little bit. Except they physically just didn't transform. They're just, you know, fighting you at, like, their weakest skill. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, a mage fighting with a sword. Got you. That is cool. Because then you have the realization, oh, this is already kind of hard. Yeah. But this isn't how strong they are. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like a wizard or a sorcerer fighting a group of adventurers with like a sword 
at you know like level two or three or even five and you know it comes close to killing the party and when it does a certain threshold the guy's like you know this is just kind of fun see you later peace yeah, yeah or you know that big reveal where it's like you know he throws off the arbor and he's got the robe and the staff and all of a sudden you know sends he out like his a tiny hats out and he's like i'm yeah. not fucking around anymore all right exactly. power would kill yeah <laughs> power kill power kill power kill and something like that would be a good incentive uh, yeah. for a party especially if they did something like that to an, an important npc or something hmm. interesting Okay, uh, I think we have time for one more question. So how do you introduce like a BBEG into the story? Obviously they need to make an impression. Um, you think you both were talking about like kind of leaving little breadcrumbs or bits of spider silk to leave people there so that everything comes together as soon as you meet them. But like at what point during the story should you introduce the person who's going to become the big villain in the end? Like is there certain point where you do it or yeah. i think the more important thing to do is to not introduce the big bad evil guy last mm -hmm. and yeah. when i say that i mean don't like physically introduce them you know early in the game like for example you, you know with with us we know at the end of the day we're going against you know there is we know you know that that character we might not know him intimately but we know of them we've been mm -hmm. kind of introduced to the idea the, the concept, concept. Right. Of what that character is. But if is. we're like the last dungeon, it's like, oh, by the way, this is the Temple of the Rizardoon. And you just like, we just like, like wait, what? Who? Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. It's like, well, wait, who's the guy before? What was he doing? Oh, yeah, he's a cleric of the Rizardoon, but like, yeah. he, did, he didn't show me, like, he didn't tell you. He was like, ah. I, I think any time before then would essentially be kind of appropriate because it kind of introduces the whole story along. It, it well, not introduces, but like kind of coaxes it along. I think yeah i think yeah when it's when it's a plot element um early on is pretty like like in straw like i think you meet straw like very very soon and like yeah like, really soon the first chapter right um and like straw's just like there like the whole campaign and like it's just like it it it, it helps the payoff of like we finally got this fucker Strahd after like like chapters of like so him, long. him just beating our ass and like playing with us and just like taunting us like and dick, like yeah. being a dick. Yeah, just like, well, it kind of just helps the payoff. I think uh, uh, if it's more like, since like Therodune is less, is more esoteric because he's like locked, he's like the locked away demon. So like going like through ambassadors and like messengers and stuff like that so it's like you haven't seen this character yet you don't necessarily know him like know him but like mm -hmm. you've like heard and like we know of him and like we've seen things uh being involved with him and like know the lore around him so it's like it's helping build more and more on top of it so it's like well when we get to him it's like even though we haven't seen him all it's like well this we, is, we still like, kind of know him guy. yeah this is the guy and like this is this is it so I think it, it's it's uh it doesn't have to be like super right away because like again your things can change and you can ultimately like be like oh this is like this this was my big bad evil guy but he's kind of more of a mid card guy mm -hmm. so it's like uh eh, I'll put him in the mid card and then like my real big bad evil guy can still be like part of this and like has like like he's been like just like been stacking on because like now you know of him and then, like he like this is something above this so it's like still kind of related in a way mm -hmm. um but 
to be able to just just to having the the chaining of events so it's like it's not just out of nowhere that's it should just be out of nowhere it shouldn't be like oh we're fighting Strahd and then it's like well actually the real bad guy is Sarenstein the wizard in the, the cave and then the lake he's actually the real bad evil guy I mean that'd be kind of interesting because you do get introduced to that character right but it's like, it's like out of nowhere you, like, you he just, like, he just him pulls him past yeah. it he's like I was faking all along here I am <laughs> I'm like I'm wait crazy. I'm evil like, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> no yeah. go go back to your lake house go as long as you don't pull like a Final Fantasy 4 with you know the, the villain I, I think you're okay yeah where it's like Don't the last like 10 minutes, it's like, hey, this is yep. the evil guy. Is yeah, it? yeah. I no. mean, you go through the whole game believing Golbez is the big bad villain. Yeah, it's like the last 10 minutes of the game, you're on the mood fighting some guy you never even heard of. Yeah. Or honestly, like, I'm thinking of like the second, um, was it the first season? I think it's like in the first season of Nick, of, um, of Luke Cage, where they get rid of Diamondback and introduce the new guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So they got rid of Cotton Mouth and you can use Diamond back. And I yeah. just like, no. thought that was such a glow down when it comes to villains. <laughs> yeah. It it, yeah. it kind of and there was no there's no hint of him before they decided yeah. to introduce him mid-season. It was like, oh my god, come it, on. It, I mean it's 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 villain. okay. It's okay to not like if it's like if this if like it's okay also like if if you're like your plan big bad evil guy wasn't you know is it what you want to end like it's like oh there's more to your story left still it's okay to ha have that and it's like but it's like it shouldn't just be a, like oh i should i should i need to like add to in here now because that that wasn't like a pay good payoff like like as long as you just have like even if, if from that like from where, where you ended it as long as you can chain some more events to where there's some lead up to mm -hmm. another like villain if that's what you want to do if like that your ending was not how you want it to be it like there just needs to be some chain of events or some like linking of story points to to this needs new to thing make narrative sense right just to be like oh i guess strive wasn't that good i'm gonna throw it to raskin like that's 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 what i'm saying like you shouldn't don't just do that like we'll say well oh the the, the land that Barovia's on you come to find out and shots like book is like mm -hmm. oh there's a terrace that's in the land and like then then there's something you're like oh then i can do a terrace now like but it's can't just be like there's a terrace now cool <laughs> enjoy yeah. this awesome okay that is our time thank you both so much for coming on here and talking about bad guys with me i love villains you love villains we all love villains um yeah and Thank you to our viewers. Welcome back. I uh, hope you had a good holiday. Hope you had a safe holiday. Hope you continue to have a safe whatever. Um, hope you're not in DC right now. If you are, sorry. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Um, thank you to Sunbird and Lady Meows for doing our um, intro, for doing our title card and our um, music and pull that word for a second stick around after the show for links and resources and good night we'll see you next week bye